blade that you're combing, Ben. Oh, Ben Sinderklaas. This is the night before the dawn, before the day of Christmas. <laughs> Your Honor, every one of these letters is addressed to Santa Claus. The post office has delivered them. Oh, I almost forgot. Smile, Sandy! So, welcome to Two Broke Geeks. I'm Matt. Justin is not here for this bonus episode because I made uh, a friend recently who is into something that I am also into on a geek level, which is Christmas. I don't talk about it too much on Two Broke Geeks, but I'm a huge Christmas nerd. And so um, this is a Christmas in July bonus episode. And to get me to help with this commentary track for the Santa Claus from Tis the Podcast, I have my buddy, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. (laughs) Hey, Matt. How's it going? Thanks for having me. It's great. Yeah, no problem. You've had me on a couple bonus episodes of, of Tis the Podcast, so I figured I'd return. And we'll get you on a regular episode of Two Broke Geeks here at some point. Probably maybe when the Suicide Squad comes out in a couple weeks, we can all talk about that. Cause that's oh, that would be awesome. Movie. Yeah, that's the first movie I'm going back to the movie theater for is uh, Suicide Squad. So I think that's a good choice. It looks great. <laughs> Yeah, it does. I'm pretty excited. Um, and you'll be on a non-bonus episode to the podcast soon, too, with uh, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, that's right. I forgot <laughs> I actually, because um, I've been watching through The Nanny recently, and so I've been through a couple of their Christmas episodes recently, and I was thinking about Tis the Podcast and <laughs> everything, because you guys do all your... your um, like uh, TV shows and everything, uh, as well as movies when you are reviewing. Yep, The Nanny and Golden Girls are definitely on our list early next year. One of the Nanny ones, unfortunately, is a a clip show. Kind of almost like the um, I Love Lucy one you just did recently, where it's, it's not really a Christmas episode, it's a clip show. Yeah, we did that a few times. Friends did that too. I think a lot of TV shows yeah, do they, that. Yeah, they take their point. Christmas episode to be a clip show for some reason. Yeah, do not understand it. It's <laughs> the no, last episode either. that should be a clip show. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, no, no show should be a clip show. Clip shows are a cop out. <laughs> uh, yes, they are. <laughs> the last three seasons of Friends had way too many clip shows for three seasons of a tv show <laughs> yeah it, man watching through the nanny i've seen only i'm on season four and i've seen two clip show episodes out of four seasons so wow. like, uh, that's not terrible but that's like one for like two seasons where itself yeah anyway uh, we're going to talk about the Santa Claus, which is actually something you and I had talked about at some other point when I was, I think, on one of your episodes of Tis the Podcast. When we were ranking the live action Santas. 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so I'm excited to talk about this though, because I love this movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't need to spoil it. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Not just even Christmas movies, just one of my favorite movies ever. So <laughs> yeah, me too. It's it's definitely in my like top 10 movies ever. Um I remember I got into a huge debate with somebody on our Tizzy Podcast Facebook group when they posted a very unpopular opinion when they said the Santa Claus is going to disappear from pop culture in another 10 years because it's not that great. And I'm like, that can't mm, even, no, that's just not right. even true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, what is it, 1994? So it's already almost 30 years old at this point and it still hasn't disappeared. So yep. I don't exactly. think it's going to, I don't think in another, 10 when it turns 40 it's gonna be gone like that just yeah. seems not true at all <laughs> yeah no I, it's this is one of those ones that's gonna go the long run and long outlive us yeah okay Ooh, i love that mug your santa oh, coke mug. that's my uh share coke with santa mug that i got my coffee in right now so that is awesome yeah all right so we are synced up anthony is on disney plus i am on my blu-ray and we are at two seconds in. Your screen should be all blue. And all you should see is the very top of the old school Disney castle. It is a just a little triangle with a little flag on top. And I'm going to do a three, two, one play here. So three, two, one, play. Ah, I love that old school Disney castle. I Me too. That. I'm so upset they got rid of that. <laughs> And right off the bat, with these like uh, jingle bell type music, it puts you in that Christmas mood. Well, I'm not a a huge uh, movie score person. I know a lot of people that are into movies, um, especially like our friends Andy DiGenova and Michael Lyons, and those guys are really into movie scores. I'm kind of select about movie scores. Like unless they're really good, I tend not to notice them and i have this entire score i listen to it like it, this is uh on my score music with like tim burton's batman and star wars and stuff like that so i do really like this score yeah i do too this is on my list as well i love the main theme in this movie Mm -hmm. uh, Peter Boyle. I love Peter Boyle. Ah, he what a national treasure he was. I miss that guy. Were you uh Everybody Loves Raymond fan? I wasn't a huge Everybody Loves Raymond fan, but him in it is him and um Br uh Brad Garrett were my favorite parts of that show. Uh Raymond himself and <laughs> and um Deborah Deborah, no, uh, the the woman that played the mother. I can't. Oh, Doris Roberts. Doris Roberts. I like Doris Roberts, but in that show, she was a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, she so... was. <laughs> and it's weird now that I'm older. Like when I was younger, I of course didn't know anything about Tim Allen other than than Tool Time or anything like. But now that I'm older and I know that like Tim Allen like was busted for like trafficking cocaine and he's like a super Republican and everything like that. It's kind of weird now that he's like this 
wholesome, lovable, like iconic Santa Claus. Right? Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. This when this movie came out, he had the number one album, the number one TV show, and the number one movie all the same weekend, which is yeah. pretty awesome. Um, probably should have turned on my captions. I just realized <laughs> I didn't do that. Whoops. Oh well. And here I thought you knew the movie back in front. You didn't even need the <laughs> captions. I do, but um, just kind of. There's a lot of like subtle jokes sometimes that like if i if, if i'm talking i don't want to necessarily miss them especially uh like in his interactions with with uh his wife with yes. <laughs> when they're 100 spank me <laughs> <laughs> i never know oh my god i knew this movie backwards and forwards and i never ever caught that that little girl at the store was an elf uh-huh. They're sprinkled oh my throughout this film. God, I've been watching this movie since 1994. And you think you know a movie and then you catch something subtle like that. It oh. is so so uh I know you're a few years older than me, right? You're in your thir- mid 30s, right? Uh yeah, I was born in 1987. Okay, so you're the same age as my wife. You're like two years older than me. Mm-hmm. So you're 35 gonna be 35 mm-hmm. gonna be 35 later this year yeah so tim allen was 38 when he played this role when he became an iconic santa no way yep He's i just only Googled. 38 in this movie you look a lot older in the 90s i guess i think it was a style <laughs> really i would not i had no idea because like i said i don't know that much about because he Man, he does not look 38. No, he does not. To me. Oh, you, you want to talk or about maybe... National Treasure, by the way? I love Judge Reinhold. <laughs> so, you know, I love him in this movie. He gets goofier in the other two, which I think you and I have different opinions about two and three. Um, I obviously don't love two and three as much as this one, but I don't think they're as terrible as other people say they are. I, I love to I borderline love two. It's three I have the problem with. But I love how <laughs> my favorite thing about him in the sequels is the fact he becomes like the biggest Santa fanboy <laughs> after hating on him this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, he and um Well and I like because even it's weird though that one thing I've never under quite understood about this movie, and we can talk about it more as it goes on, is why Laura and Neil are so anti-imagination and anti-joy. Like, it doesn't... Because, obviously, like, Scott is not the best dad in the world right. at the beginning of this film. But at least he's here being like, look... Like, he's a little kid. Let him believe in Santa Claus. What's the big deal? <laughs> yeah. It's very it's very interesting. I, I always found that interesting, too. So, so I have to ask, when this movie came out, my wife, Sarah, who is the same age as you, said this movie is what really started getting her to question Santa Claus a bit. Really? <laughs> yeah, because she said, like, here you have a whole movie full of adults telling this kid not to believe in him <laughs> and, and uh she was like well why would adults do that if uh... I get, but that's kind of a staple 
of, of every Christmas, Christmas movie, movies, really. Though, like, that's the other thing I never understood, and I think you, I think we talked about this on one of the episodes that I was on, probably when we were ranking the Santas. Like, in most Christmas movies, or maybe I talked about this with Andy and Michael on one of the Christmas episodes I did with them. Clearly, Santa Claus exists. Where do all these adults think that the gifts from Santa come from? Like, it makes no exactly. sense that they don't believe in Santa. <laughs> yeah, I never context. understood that. <laughs> but, like, I never, even when I was a kid, because I'll admit, I believed in Santa Claus till much, much older than most people would. I, um, I was probably in the double digits before I stopped believing in Santa Claus, honestly. Uh, I was in fourth grade, so probably like 10. Yeah, I was like maybe 11, I think, maybe. I was pretty old compared to some other kids, I think. Um, That's how old my sister was when she stopped believing 11. And and I never even had like the – I love this – joke by the way where it zooms in on the whole turkey and everything and then it turns out it's a tv show and he's (laughs) screwed everything up (laughs) i love how charlie's just sitting there so calm too like this is a normal occurrence (laughs) with him (laughs) and there's a lesson i never learned i actually still don't have a fire extinguisher in my home i probably should (laughs) Me either. (laughs) And then it just flares right back up like that. It's It's funny because we just recently covered the home improvement episode, Christmas episodes on our show on Tissa Podcast. And uh, it is amazing. They are, he is basically playing to an extent the same character in this film when he's Scott Calvin. Sure. I love how he tries to take charlie for like oso buco too like really <laughs> fancy food like this kid wants to go out to a snobby restaurant this is going to be the new york snob in me right now but my one pick against this movie is it's set in chicago and not new york the best christmas movies are set in new york people just saying are they because elf um, i know you don't like elf <laughs> well Miracle no i'm just National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is set in a Chicago suburb. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Oh man, it's been so long since I've been to Ed Denny's. Me too. I ne- uh, Denny's used to be my after concert food where like a concert <laughs> would let out at like 10, 11 o'clock at night and you'd go to a Denny's after because it'd be the only thing open besides McDonald's. <laughs> but you could get like pancakes. <laughs> yeah. I used to get the French I love toast. The joke, it's an American institution and it's immediately full of an Asian business meeting. <laughs> Dad burned a turkey. Oh, yeah. Come this way. <laughs> this is really sad, though. Like, because also they get there and it's like, we're out and they're just out of everything and it's. Other dads that burn turkeys and stuff like that. It's... I was about to say, it seems to be implying that like <laughs> divorced dads don't know how to cook because they're all single dads with their kids at this place. Yeah, back in the 90s was still the era of dads don't know how to do anything. Um, 
back before the TV really started acknowledging that dads could be an important part of the parenting process versus just creating the child. (laughs) (laughs) This is nice. (laughs) (laughs) And the kid playing Charlie, I can't remember that kid's name off the top of my head, but like Kid actors are obviously here and there, and he's not like the greatest actor in the world, but at the same time, you absolutely just buy him as a child, like that doesn't want to hang out with his dad and doesn't. His cuteness makes up for the fact he's not the greatest actor because he is an adorable child. Mm -hmm. In this movie, he goes through that awkward phase in two and three. three. Yeah. It's not a ladder. This is a great setup, too. Yeah. By the way, when the ladder appears outside of their house in a few minutes here, like, I would love, I've searched on Etsy, I would love a custom ladder made to look like that. That says the Rose Rose Ladder ladder Company. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Antlers. Is that what you explain to your kids when you're a Santa? The slipstream effect with the with the antlers? Uh, a little bit, actually. When I I, I kind of, of course, a lot of Santas have different versions of how they tell kids reindeer fly, and I actually turned it into a semi-realistic learning moment. I say the magic part is that the reindeer actually run really fast, and then they got big hooves, and they've got their antlers. And so then I say, um, you know how an airplane, it's got the big wings. And the reason an airplane flies is it goes really fast and a lot of air. You know, when you run, when your arm's out and you can feel the air, well, an airplane goes faster and the air gets under the wings and the hooves and the antlers on the reindeer are the same thing. They run really fast and a lot of air gets underneath them and it just lifts them right up in the air and they kind of fly like an airplane flies. (laughs) that way like you're teaching them about physics at the same time Yeah, teaching them a little bit of something at the same time like i kind of and kids are curious they appreciate that kind of thing you know like people think they don't but kids like to know how things you know how does an airplane fly well it goes really fast and when it goes really fast it's like when you run with your arms out and you can feel the air go by and (laughs) did you ever hear how Santa was originally supposed to die in this movie. Yeah, that was dark. I'm glad Tim, they didn't. Because Tim yeah. Allen was supposed to run out with a gun and shoot him. And shoot him, yeah. That like a home a, invader. That would be a totally different movie. That, yeah, <laughs> that would have not have been a child's movie at that point. Somebody on the roof. <laughs> How do you call 911? <laughs> sure, 911. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I had a phone growing up that had, for whatever reason, 
emergency presets built into the phone. It had like a 911 button. And I accidentally pressed that button one day. I picked up the phone and it was like really close to one of the numbers for whatever reason. It wasn't like bright red and off to the side. And I hit it one day and I was like, oh no. And so <laughs> like immediately the operator picked up and she's like, you know, 911, what's your emergency? And I'm like, uh, uh, I have a 911 button on my phone and I pressed it by accident. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's okay. Bye. And I, <laughs> I thought I was going to get in like huge trouble or something like that. <laughs> there are, you know, that Santa suit that the, the original Santa has on and that Scott is about to put on looks more like the one from two and three than it does like the one he puts on at the end of this movie when he is Santa. The really nice one at the end. I love one at the end. I love that I like card so much. I have several of those. Yeah, I love that card too. That sad wave Santa does, Santa does always gets me. It's so, yeah. I think the reindeer in this film, which we're about to see in one second, looks so much better than the reindeer in the sequels. Well, I don't know if it's animatronics. Yeah, there and you they're go. they're built more to look like real reindeer. They are... That was the weirdest cart- thing about the sequels to me, like the cartoony voice. Like, I don't know why mm-hmm. they did that. They give them the and they they make their eyes a little bit less realistic and they they give them facial expressions and all kinds of weird stuff. I think you already know this, but that sleigh that goes on to be the sleigh in the Angela Lansbury Mrs. Santa Claus movie, which is awesome. I love that movie. That's my favorite Santa sleigh in this movie, by the way. Out of any of them. I know you wish it was red, but... It works, though, in this film, I gotta say. Like, I never had a problem with it in this film, but... Not my fault. We we missed one of my favorite lines, though. I love when he's like, he's naked somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Such a beautiful ladder. Like the design in this movie yeah. for all the North Pole stuff is awesome. Yeah, the production design on this film is fantastic. This is a movie that made me fall in love with Comet as a reindeer. Like he is now my favorite reindeer, and it has to be because of this movie. I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice, no Rudolph as well. Yep. Like, you know, in fact, most movies don't have Rudolph as most live action films because uh, the the two Christmas Chronicles movies don't have a Rudolph either. Right. We just, uh, Elf, though, there are nine reindeer, but the ninth one does not have a red nose. So... And he even just referenced Rudolph. He called Comet Rudolph when Comet farted, which <laughs> I, having the fart joke in there is just so pointless, yeah. but whatever. I um, Yeah, that, that is interesting. But if you look at the original promotion materi- promotional material for the second one, 
Chet was on all the posters before we knew his name was Chet. And mm. in a lot of those early posters, he had a red nose. So I remember thinking, oh, they're going to have Rudolph in the second one, but they never did. I love that he goes, we're getting the Disney Channel now, America. Because back in the <laughs> 90s, yeah, the pay- Disney was Channel was like an add-on. I remember having uh, Disney Channel weekends from my cable company where like, it was like the and we'd pop a VCR in and, or a cassette tape in and basically run it all weekend because that was like the only two days we were going to get the Disney Channel that year. <laughs> I I remember doing that too. Yeah, ah, I love the so I love this scene. The music is so good. Yeah. I love when he pulls up beside the truck here. So he if we take our off like he's not riding in a sleigh. <laughs> We hit nine ninety four. Okay, it's a beautiful scenery. Yeah, it is. I also like, really look at that house. It. Yeah, and I also, even though it's played for a joke, I super appreciate when he go when he gets back in a in a minute, and they go to the immediate next house when he plays the joke of this is gonna be. But you watch movies or Christmas specials, Santa hops in his sleigh and just flies off like there was flies one like 50 kid miles. The, you know, it flies like 50 <laughs> miles, like there's one kid in the whole freaking town, you know? That's one of my favorite jokes, too, though. The next, when he goes to the next house, mm-hmm. this is going to be a long night. <laughs> I like this moment, too, emotionally, where he says, because this whole thing is stupid. And Charlie's like, how come everything I want to do is stupid? stupid yeah see the thing i love so much about this movie is how it explains everything how does he get into a house with no chimney well chimney expands and yeah presents appear in the bag at every house you go to like i love the mythology of this movie yeah never know where has been a thousand <laughs> malls <laughs> Well, I hope you're happy, Common. <laughs> you're really, you really, really did blow my mind with that. He's 38 because he does look like a man in his mid four. Like now, I'm just looking at him, going, "I can't believe it." Oh, that's a gorgeous Santa suit. Yeah, it really is. And all the detail on it is really subtle. Like, it's got a lot of embroidery, but it's only a slightly different shade of red than the rest of the suit. I love that bag, too. Like, when you get closer to the bag, that has some subtle embroidery on it as well, which I love. I love that he just made a drug joke, too, by the way. Dad, you're flying! It's okay, I lived through the 60s! (laughs) (laughs) Just such a weird, subtle little joke that the parents get, but the, the the kids don't. But yeah, the flying into the chimney, the... What a beautiful house. Yeah. I'm jealous of that fireplace, honestly. I'm jealous of anyone with a fireplace. I still live in an apartment. I want a fireplace so bad. We live in our we you know in my house. We we have a, a fake fireplace. We didn't build in a real fireplace. We have a one of the and it's nice and everything. But boy, the real nice big fireplace is just. 
Nice teeth. <laughs> they still got their gun joke in, though. You hear the guy cock uh-huh. a gun off, <laughs> off screen. And it is an interesting thing that, like, Santa, with all his magical powers and going down the chimney and everything, would still be able to attract attention. Like, you would think his whole thing would felt like America's most wanted. You would think Santa, with all his magical powers and everything, would be able to get in and out without even the dog noticing he was there, you know? I, uh, yeah, I like the movies where Santa kind of has an affinity for the pets. Mm-hmm. Like, the pets just stay quiet with him. Uh, how do you feel about movies like Arthur Christmas and Prep and Landing, where the elves do a lot of the prep work to make sure everyone's asleep? And- I've never seen... Arthur Christmas, but I liked Prep and Landing. They it, they were cute. It's not like my ideal Christmas mythology, but I did think it was a lot of fun and yeah. um, with all their little gadgets and I mean they're they're little twenty minute specials or whatever. I think they're cute for what they are. Yeah, I did too. I love I like that the bag landing. just refills on its own every time. Yes, me too. I like it better than the Santa Chronicles where there's like a whole universe in that. Oh, with the wormhole? Yeah. (laughs) You have got to be kidding. (laughs) I want to live in a town where literally everyone decorates all their enormous trees around their house. I know, right? That's a great effect. I love that. Mm-hmm. Just and it's not just a fireplace appears it's uh there's a kettle on stockings go mm-hmm. in it like it's so beautiful i love that this little girl comes back at the end of the movie as well yeah well it's a real nice illustration of how he's changed mm-hmm. watching his saturated bats <laughs> because i shaved <laughs> He's so mean to her. And he just throws the doll at the tree. House <laughs> <laughs> to drink the milk. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I love this overhead shot of the city. Yeah, just them flying. There, did you? Ah, oh, there was that Christmas tree out on the balcony on that one building. Yeah, I noticed. Oh, that. what that a great awesome. gag! Him <laughs> pulling the whole kayak out of. Oh man! Just on the production side of things, it's an interesting choice to have him wearing those um, kind of lace-up boots. <laughs> uh, and he yes. just gives up and throws the paddle. Because <laughs> normally you see Santa in just like great big black barn boot kind of thing.
And even though he thinks it's a dream, like I'm clearly still worried his son fell out of the <laughs> Right. Well, not only that, like he's clearly having just this amazing like he thinks this is the best dream he's ever had because he and his son are having this great time and mm-hmm. It's weird they never left that one city, and that's the only place he was all night long. Like, right? It seems like an odd place for Santa to have finished his deliveries right in the middle of the country. Especially since, like, somewhere over in Hawaii is like still nighttime. (laughs) (laughs) I love this whole gag with that. That's the North Pole coming up in a minute. Yeah. And I really liked, I remember thinking when this first came out, like, I loved the idea of an underground North Pole, and that's well, how Well, it come. makes a lot of sense, too, right? Because, like, now we know, like, people have been, explorers have been to the North Pole, and in the second one they show, you know, planes fly over the North Pole, like, someone maybe would have been able to see it, and yep. this is like, no, you can't see it, it's hiding under all the ice, like the surface still is all like that all ice that everybody sees when they go there or fly over it and then all the workshops are underneath. Don't know what they're going to do when global warming gets even worse, but... (laughs) Uh, I brought that up one time in a uh, Santa group and they were basically all like, "Uh, if a kid is... Because I was like, you know, kids are smart. What if they ask about... You know, what if they saw on the news something about the polar ice cap melting and they ask Santa about it. And basically half my responses were um, really unusual. Like, oh man, if a, if a kid is old enough to ask about the, the ice caps melting there, they probably don't even believe in Santa anymore. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. Kids are smarter than kids are really ready. smart. I just, love this whole entrance to the North pole, by the way, I think this scene yes. is magic. One of the most magical scenes in a Christmas movie. I love the song too, the bells of Christmas or whatever it's called. Yep. And they have just enough technology mixed in with the magic that you're like, okay, they kind of keep up with modern, like the, you know, he has to enter the code on the pole for them to go down. And then uh, later on in the movie, we see the, they have research and development, you know, with, uh, coming up with the fireproof suit and everything but mostly everything there is magic and i love how even though these elves have been working here for like thousands of years they all still stop what they're doing and watch as santa comes down like it's still well especially because it's a new santa right the guy and obviously a lot of people have said it in discussions of this movie like none of them seem at all phased that the old santa is gone and everything (laughs) which is of all my problems, of, of, as much as I love this film, it is weird to me the choice to have Santa be a legacy title versus being the same person from the beginning. That right. is, I mean, obviously there's no movie without the idea of like this Joe Average becoming Santa Claus, but <laughs> you are. This is another problem I have with the sequels. I loved Tough Guy Bernard rather than a little oh, they Bernard. Him so much in the second. In this one, he's 
are we on a coffee break? Then <laughs> he's got like that New York tough guy, like almost mobster accent. <laughs> Excuse me, are we on a coffee break? I've got homeowners insurance and a good attorney. <laughs> not as good as my wife, but that's not that. <laughs> I love the production. What a great this is this North is my Pole. favorite North Pole in a film. Yeah, though I do like Santa Claus the movie too. They have that little Hobbit. Their room is like mm-hmm. a Hobbit hole. Yeah, everything in Santa Claus the movie looks very much um, rustic, handcrafted kind of Mm -hmm. thing which is is nice um but it's also less colorful in a lot of ways so yeah like this with the giant candy canes and everything is a lot of fun i love how he's tough guy but like as soon as charlie shows up he's like just a big old sweetheart too right and it kind of shows you how he got to where he is right like he's like Mm -hmm. good with kids which is the most important job. Well, and obviously, yeah, Santa and the elves, they're all about kids. And then he turns around to the other elves and Santa, and he's like, come on, all business, work. Come on, we're <laughs> in a hurry. Let's go. I can't believe this is only like two years, a year after the Adam's Family Values, where he played Wednesday's little camp friend in that movie, Bernard. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. <clears throat> because he looks so much older here, and I guess he wouldn't be in reality. But no, and he looks even old. I guess he did age out of that role, which and plus I think by the time the third one rolled around, he had a like a conflict with another thing he was working on, which is why he isn't in three at all, even though they don't explain it in story even a little bit where Bernard is. But right. He also would have aged out because even by the time the second one rolls around, he looks considerably different than he does in this movie. (laughs) You know those Anakin... He goes and he gets Santa a cookie. <laughs> you know those Anakin and Padme memes that, that yeah. are going on nowadays? Yep. Uh, Tim Babb of Weird Chris of Can't Wait for Christmas made one where it's like, you put on the suit, you're the big guy. And then Scott Calvin's like, so you're not going to tell me in eight years that there's an escape clause and I don't actually have to do this, right? And it's just Bernard staring at him and he's like, wait, you're not going to tell me in eight years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this card so much. Me too. And clearly Bernard has done this enough times. He doesn't even have to read it. He's just reciting it from memory. Your roof. (laughs)
you know, the list. <laughs> Making this the is list. another great gag. Yep. <laughs> I love Bernard's face. And Bernard's just Ugh. like, oh, God, not again. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so put upon. I like that they do give him 11 months to get his affairs in order, but mm-hmm. every time, and it never hit me as a child watching this, it is not Christmas Eve. It is Thanksgiving toward the end of this movie where yeah. Scott comes and kidnaps Charlie. Like, Charlie's gone for a month. Like, I can understand why Laura and Neil were so upset. Yeah. Santa. Oh, I don't understand why his shirt buttons up the back. Like, how do you even put on a shirt like that? (laughs) (laughs) I. What does he have to do? Have somebody else come in and button him up, like those zippers on the back of women's? That's a feature I never understood either. I understand. Zip me up. I love Judy, the character of Judy. I know. One of the problems with, I mean, casting kids as the elves is a brilliant idea in theory, but then it really does limit this movie to a one-off because you can't have recurring characters. I mean, granted, there are sequels, but like Judy doesn't come back and... Yeah, they would have had to have made them back to back to back. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's different Santas on the wall. (laughs) It's like Santa's over the years. Yeah. I love that bed. I know. I would love that bed. And I like that Santa's room is just as whimsical as everything else. Like that just being Santa Claus gives you a sense of play and joy and whimsy. I like this gag right here too. We're punching Judah like, ah, as soon as he drops his pants. (laughs) (laughs) I like how he has like a guard outside. He has like a guard outside his door. It looks like the Emperor's guards and st- Star Wars. He's got Wars. like that hood on and everything. I had a chance to buy one of these mugs, not like the screen used one, but somebody uh, was making a replica out of like real uh, pewter. And it had all the etch because there's etchings and you can't really see it in the movie and everything, but like in reality, they're gorgeous and the the little feet are reindeer and everything. And at the time, I couldn't afford it because they were doing a limited run and they were real metal and everything. Like it was so expensive. And looking back, I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I had found the money. Yeah, yeah, that that it is beautiful. I I always love that mug and I always love like. 
it's so weird because I have hot chocolate all year, especially around the holidays. Mm-hmm. But this movie makes me like I've never seen hot chocolate look so good as when it's coming out of the sleigh at the end. Like mm-hmm. her thick hot chocolate looks so good. What great design. Mm-hmm. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. That is one of my all-time favorite movie quotes. Mm-hmm. Kids don't have to see this place to know that it's here. They just know. Boy, that bed looks cozy. Right? I mean, the guy, the old guy just died. I hope they had time to wash his sheets before. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no kidding, right? Probably Judy got, got the notice and was like, everybody run in. Change the bed. Change the bed. Quick, quick. New guy coming in. <laughs> I always wonder how they got home. Yeah. <laughs> Probably had elves pick him up and like, who knows it was in that hot chocolate to knock him out so they could right. get him home. I always thought it was smart too. Like instead of going with Nick or Chris Kringle or something, they did go with an SC name. So the mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Right. So when he wakes up with his pajamas on and has no idea where they come from, they have his initials. Initials. On them. Yeah. I love him going, go make coffee. That reminds me of growing up uh, uh, in my household. My brother and I, we weren't allowed to go downstairs until my parents were awake. And so we would always like be awake at like five in the morning, going in and out of each other's bedrooms, going, you go wake mom and dad up. No, you go wake mom and dad. Okay. Well, they said we have to wait till at least six o'clock. So and we'd sit there like stare at the clock. And then finally we'd go in together. And then my mom would be like, okay, let your father get up. I'm going to go make coffee. And we're like, how come you get to go downstairs and see the Christmas tree first? She's like, I'll close my eyes on my way to the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what happened in my family too. Like I, oh, I love it. I would miss those days. Yeah. Oh, just digging around in the snow in his bare feet and hands. I always thought it was kind of like sad, like how early Laura and Neil show up. Like he doesn't even get time with him on Christmas morning. I know. I don't understand what that thing is. Charlie got for Christmas. The weird scooter skateboard three-sided thing. <laughs> yeah. I literally never under I don't even remember seeing one of those things when I was a child. I don't know <laughs> what it is. Scott Calvin. <laughs> now do you guys, you must, because you're in Vermont. Do you guys get a real tree or a fake tree? I had a real tree my whole life, pretty much. Um 
I have a fake tree now. My oldest stepdaughter is uh, very, very asthmatic. Okay. And is um, very allergic to the real trees. But I got a... <laughs> My wife had always had uh, what I always thought of as like a traditional fake tree where like you can tell it's fake. And mm -hmm. I was like, if I'm getting a fake tree, just leave it to me. And I bought a balsam hill, which is like top of the line. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I mean, it was like a $900 fake tree. <laughs> it was it out of this world expensive. But I was like, if I'm getting a fake one, it's going to look like a real one. <laughs> right. We've had um, fake trees our whole life, but I like that because yeah. I'm the type of guy who decorates as soon as November mm -hmm. hits. So, I mean, yeah, when I was a kid, we always used to go to the tree farm and cut our own and everything like that. And even my parents don't do that anymore. My parents have switched over to a fake one as well. Um, Some waitress gave you pajamas. <laughs> See, this is this is where it starts to get into I don't understand Laura and Neil as human beings. Right. Like, even if he is I was convinced of all kinds of things when I was a kid and nobody, I was a kid. Nobody was like, Oh, he thinks a monster lives in the attic. We should get him like extensive therapy. <laughs> and, like, Normally I sleep naked, buck naked. Morning. Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Box of shorts, you know. This is a really good gag, by the way. They've got the fireman up there traumatizing these children, and she immediately goes, oh, now would be a great time to invite up the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> or psychiatrist, or whatever. I like how she doesn't know how to introduce There's an it. elf behind Charlie in the classroom. Yep. I never noticed that either. <laughs> Does nobody in the room notice that that kid has pointed ears? It's kind of like they're spying just a on random, each other. Oh, man. I love how there's just a random astronaut in the back, too. Like, <laughs> you know, even though Laura and Neil, like, I don't understand them, I like how they're not, like, out-and-out out villains. It's like in a in a lesser no, movie, no. they would have made them a lot more antagonistic, and I'm glad sure. they didn't. I mean, they clearly they're they're not villains. They care about the welfare of Charlie, and they care that he's okay and everything. But their version of okay is just a little off. <laughs> right. Exactly. Don't say stupid and we don't say owls. They're little people. <laughs> oh, 
Well, and then she's just so dismissive of Charlie. He's like, no, they really are elves. And she's like, whatever, honey. (laughs) Scott's so nervous, he's mopping himself with the doll's dress. Scott gets some great zingers in this scene, too. Yep. Mm. <laughs> well, and even the principal, too, is like, this is so serious. It's like, is it really, though? Showed a bowl of sugar, just some shots of brown liquor. (laughs) Field dressed a cat is the one that really gets me. Hollywood wives. Like, does anybody think that a child that young... I don't understand. It's like they all think he has some severe delusional mental illness rather than just, like, dismissing it. It's all just so weird to me. Yeah. I mean, I get later on in the film where they think Scott is losing it when he starts gaining weight and grows a beard. Sure, that makes more sense when they think he's feeding into Charlie's delusion or whatever like that. Right. I do like this, though. Oh, with all the reindeer trailing behind them? Yeah, but also Charlie just being like, you will figure it out. A lot of kids believe in you. Like, you'll get there. Yeah, right. And the reindeer, all the reindeer from the zoo following them. I also like, um, you just saw like a minute ago, Scott pick up that snow globe and the sleigh didn't fly through it. The sleigh, he doesn't see that image of the mm-hmm. sleigh flying around the snow globe until he realizes, yes, I'm Santa at the end. Yep. Like I did stuff like this when I was like I played Christmas and stuff in the middle of some like I did stuff like this like and my parents never ever in the world thought that I would like something was wrong with you know what I mean right like he's a kid playing like and he's not even like he's not even like an older kid like you just said you were like eleven when you found out there was no Santa this kid is like seven or eight yeah. He's a little kid. Like, he's playing. I like this, though. He could be in his room, bouncing up and down on the bed in galoshes. I'm not talking about Neil. (laughs) 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 Ah, this is good, too. I love Neil's sweaters. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Have you ever seen a reindeer fly? Yes. <laughs> that is a hell of a takedown of a grown-up from a kid with the have you ever seen a million dollars? No. <laughs> Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Oh, I think you got bigger problems. <laughs> We're going to get more sweaters after the circus pulls out. <laughs> he does wear some ugly sweaters, though. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Oh, I do love at the end when Bernard shows up, hey, is this one of ours? And starts looking, looking for the tag. <laughs> well, I love here when Scott leaves and Neil looks at Laura and it's like, you were right about this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. I love that joke in the second one where uh, they set him up on the date with Molly Shannon and he borrows Neil's sweater in the minivan and he's like, I'll see you in about oh, I got this minutes. sweater, I've got a minivan, I'll see you in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I like how even now, under threat of his ex-wife and Neil, like he cannot tell Charlie that there's no Santa Claus. Right. He finally found something to bond over him with last mm -hmm. Christmas and he's afraid to ruin that. Mm -hmm. Yes. How does five bucks sound? <laughs> <laughs> That's also a great setup for the next scene where he's, you know, now we don't have to worry about the Santa Claus thing anymore. <laughs> and then the very next scene is him getting out of bed fat with a beard. <laughs> Another fart joke in this movie. Yeah, and they couldn't get away from them because they brought them up in the second and third ones, too. It's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong with the mirror. Something's wrong with the scale. And this is where you... Uh, uh, where I realized, oh, God, Santa needs to gain more weight. Otherwise, I'm heavier than Santa and need to lose some weight. Uh, <laughs> this little scream there always gets me. It's really funny. Uh, I love this whole scene in the boardroom. Yeah. He's running in in his sweat. <laughs> and his, his excuses are ludicrous.
stung by a bee. Bee sting. And everybody around him is ordering all this really healthy stuff. <laughs> Extra fun. On the side. Stung by a bee, Scott. Glass of ice cream. A big bee. <laughs> the Jeopardy theme song <laughs> playing while they all wait for him to eat his food. <laughs> well, I love this scene. The um, emotional transformation into Santa Claus 2 where he gets really passionate <laughs> about like not having Santa in the tank and having like no, like we sell this toy with 10,000 parts that breaks the minute the child plays with it. And we need to like do simpler toys that foster imagination. And it was like, he just. A huge and he gets really defensive over the looks of the elves too. How about sparkles? <laughs> it's such a great scene though. Well, isn't that a pretty picture? Santa driving down the street in a panzer. <laughs> Oh no, kids! I hope you've been good. Santa just took out the Pearson home. <laughs> Santa's going total tank. Everybody else loves it. They think it's great, and he's like, "No." I mean, <laughs> I can see why everyone around him thinks he's suffering a nervous breakdown. <laughs> oh, absolutely. If you were in a room with this dude, well, if you and I were in a room with this dude, we'd agree with him. But most yeah, people exactly. in this moment are like, what is wrong with him? He's losing his mind. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he just picks up the cook, <laughs> and he and when he offers him to Peter Boyle, and he's just like, "Can I see you outside? You look like the Pillsbury Doughboy." <laughs> Let's get some help. And I we I I love that they bring Peter Boyle back in the sequels too as Father Time. Yeah. The gray looking fake stomach. Yeah, it really is. There I was I was about to say in the last scene, but their their overweight makeup is is really good. 
I love oh. that his pulse and heartbeat are jingle bells. I love that the doctor's so disappointed there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> oh, nuts. Huh. This looks like a little weight to you. Oh, 45 pounds in a week. That would be pretty... <laughs> that'd be traumatic. Right? I love that he talks right in the... <laughs> <laughs> like this guy is throwing out explanation after explanation. I mean, he's got nothing. <laughs> and you should die it. Whoa. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Dun dun. <laughs> well, imagine in this moment being that doctor. Like, what do, what do you even do in that moment if you're that doctor? Like, yeah. You must think you're losing it, too. I love that kids instinctively know to come mm -hmm. up to him. Even in the sequel, after he's lost all his weight and he's desantified, they still know. Yeah, that's I him. think that's a little more than when he's sitting here in a red shirt with his... Because this is a thing that happens to guys in the real world that look like Santa Claus. Kids yeah. just go up to them. Um, I do like that it's more than just her, though. I think the magic is that a line forms at him. You know what yep. I mean? Well, that was a dirty play. That kid got kicked in the shins. Mm-hmm. Why are they showing up late for Charlie's <laughs> hockey game? Swallow my drink wrong. <laughs> Had to mute my <coughs> mute myself. Fax me. <laughs> I think it's safe to say you're taking the Santa thing to an unhealthy Now, here's level. the part where I do agree with Neil and Laura, like, to show up and realize he just suddenly looks like that. Yep. That's a little weird. Well, then they just pull him right out of his game and leave. <laughs> yeah. And Scott even says, just let him stay. I'll leave. And they still take him away anyway. <laughs> I love Neil turning around, though, and doing the call me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this whole scene with the list. I do, too. 
And I love that this is the 90s too. Like I I had this I had this awful feeling like it was made nowadays where it just been like an iPad with the whole list or everything, like mm-hmm. technology. Well, and I like the physical gag of it being all these separate sheets of paper versus like a bound together volume. You know what I mean? Which isn't the sequel. Well, right. it's a one long list in the sequel. But... Sure. But this is a great visual gag. Yeah. And again, you talk about the production design, somehow something as simple as a box. Like they look mm-hmm. beautiful, like red and yeah. silver and Also, you can tell this was the 90s. It still says Federal Express. <laughs> it doesn't say FedEx. Here's the list. Check it twice. Yours B. He doesn't even I have replicas of this paper. Do you? That's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly the same design, obviously, but it's pretty close. (laughs) Swatting him away. What am I supposed to do with all these boxes? Come on! (laughs) Which is a good point. They do fill up his entire apartment. (laughs) Like... That's a good point, though. I bet if they, although that Christmas Chronicles movie, they didn't, that is one of the good things about that. They did keep it to less technology in terms of, like, he had a book. He didn't have, like, a computer pad or something like that. Yeah, that's true. This is a great, like, I'm not a fan of Santa having a short beard necessarily, but but his beard in this scene is really good. Veronica, very nice. In your dream, sleigh boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's awesome, too. I love Santa just walking down the street, and he knows. Mm-hmm. I use this scene as a gif all the time when he yep. does the, I'm in big trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a surprising amount of christmas movies where santa ends up in court or in legal trouble or prison or something yeah have you ever seen the movie get santa Mm, who's in that it's a british film uh shoot i can't remember it's a it's on netflix um Oh, Jim Broadbent? No, but I remember yeah. wanting to see this. I remember seeing this trailer. It's okay. It's not great, but in that one, Santa is in prison the entire film. Oh, wow. Pretty much, yeah. Because <clears throat> um, he gets busted as a uh, like a home invader or like a, a creep looking for <laughs> kids and spends most of the film in prison. That's one for you guys to watch for Tis the Podcast. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I love this scene where they're talking about when they stopped believing in Santa. <clears throat> and it such a good payoff at the end, too, where Scott drops those gifts mm-hmm. down to them. Well, I love how sad she is for Neil when he says he was three. 
Tom, we're sad for you too that you were three when you found out. Oh, that's right. Tom was three, wasn't he? Uh, Family feud. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Was that a thing that happened to you where you woke up Christmas morning and you didn't get the one thing you really wanted from Santa? Uh, no. Some girl in fourth grade ruined it for me, and then I went home and talked about it. And they... Oh, no, I was saying just in general, is that a thing that like ever happened to you where Santa didn't – not necessarily that that's the thing that made you stop believing, oh. but like that <clears> – <throat> So, so uh, no, because my parents, I, I will fully admit I was a spoiled kid. My parents are awesome, mm. but uh, yeah. I always got what I wanted. How about you? Yeah, I don't recall ever not getting the thing I wanted the most. Like, I, I don't necessarily know if I was spoiled. My parents always treated me well. But, mm-hmm. like, they, if there was, like, something I wanted that was more expensive than the rest of the things, I imagine I got less presents that year like my memory is fuzzy obviously because there's a lot of christmases since then but like my my guess is that like i always got the thing i wanted most and just maybe that year i got less presents or something like that but i was always pretty excited with like you know i always got the thing i wanted most I love that reindeer sweater he's wearing right here i was about to say that looks like a neil sweater to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love the, even though Charlie's still carrying that slow snow globe around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, and they think they're doing what's best for Charlie, but clearly he is super bummed he doesn't get to see his dad anymore. Like, Well, when, when we were, he was walking out of uh, the judges' chambers in the last scene, crying. you heard him sobbing, yeah. Yeah. Santa, Santa really beat somebody up. That's close. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm hyped for the holiday season every year, but with COVID last year, I'm really excited for Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. Like, just big gatherings yeah. and stuff again. Um, I can tell you amongst the, the Santa community, like, guys are really, really stoked to get back out there because we all kind of found ways around it last year, but it's not the same thing. And so... Right. It, like our performances aren't exactly the same. It's, you know, like theater people, pretty Santa's are pretty much for the most part, kind of like theater people where like your favorite thing to do is perform in front of people, you know, <laughs> like we all did zoom calls and stuff like that. Like, well, most of us, some guys just couldn't get into the zoom call thing mm-hmm. because they like the live performance thing. I love that. He finally sees the sleigh the go by. Well, and that's they never thing they changed in the they changed the ball in the. Sequels. I was about to say, like it never looks as good in the sequels as it does in this nope. film. It's a bizarre thing. <laughs> I like the minute Laura and Neil leave in a second. Bernard's like, "What's all this boohooing going on?" <laughs> no, I think that's later. 
This is the one where he says the bird is dry. Haven't you people ever heard about basting? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Later, when they're all sad because he's – I do love that he just shows up and he's eating their Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and then later he shows up and he's just eating a sandwich. Like he's just raiding their kitchen basically every time he shows up. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, I love hearing well, I, you say that. That's yeah, a and I appreciate moment. that he's trying finally to do the right thing where he's like, you just need to stay here with your mom. Like, it's just best. <clears throat> like how the elf is essentially advocating for kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, look at that coat! That coat hanger oh, behind yeah. them—the reindeer. It is an odd choice that every single person at the North Pole is okay that they just took this kid from his parents. You know what yeah. I mean? Thirty-eight years old. They even say in the movie, and I never realized that. Believes mm, himself to be true. Cops just are not taking it seriously. They all think it's hilarious, yeah. I don't like this final sleigh at all. Yeah, it's nowhere near as nice as the last one. Like I, they, I do like... Um, they the high-tech it. Oh, yeah, they high-tech it too much. Yeah, I like that the elf is called Quentin, like mm-hmm. James Bond fan. Like it's Q. like Q. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how they would trace that call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, for the suit, it won't be a problem, but what happens to your skin? <laughs> right. And I always just had this like belief in my head that like Santa just doesn't get touched by fire anyway. Like I like how he's most concerned I, about the roof, though. <laughs> I love this visual gag where all the patrol car parking is at the donut shop near the Miller's house. <laughs> that is a... Gr- this is an odd, odd song choice. Give Me All Your Lovin' by ZZ Top. I loved this scene as a kid, though. I thought it was so cool. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's... Not a Christmassy song. It is. That's so. What? Bizarre. <laughs> this poor Santa <laughs> thrown up against the car. I even my suit. It's a rental. <laughs> well, and obviously, uh, see, very clearly not Scott Calvin, too. I love this quiet moment with Neil where you see him put Charlie's stocking out mm-hmm. and Comet giving Santa a rope. I, rope it's a nice little moment between them. Yeah. 
look how great that suit looks too. Yeah. Now is that the one you ordered from the shop? I ha- I don't have that one. No. Um, I'm the the lady that makes them also does <clears throat> um <clears throat> like replica Disney princess dresses and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. uh is backed up till the end of next year. Her shop isn't even open on Etsy right now. It's closed. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, because she does like several different types of Santa suits and like bells ball gown and uh, Tinkerbell dresses and stuff like that. So she's, she's pretty backed up. Why are they even bringing Laura? It's clearly none of these are Scott, (laughs) like not even close. Especially the black guy. <laughs> and the super short guy. <laughs> I always found it weird, even as a kid. He gets cookies and milk at every stop, but he still has a cookie dispenser in the sleigh. Like... I know, like how many? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, this sleigh is awful compared to the one at the beginning. Yeah, it really is. Even those sporty, like... Uh, the bucket seats. seats. Yeah. Oh, look how good that hot chocolate mm-hmm. looks. Though. I'm couldn't. not a huge fan of his beard in this film. Like the suit and everything is gorgeous, but something about like the way they shaped the beard, where it's kind of long and a little bit stringy, is not. I think it works with the aesthetic overall. Mm. this is great mm-hmm. although that girl is still missing her two front teeth after a year <laughs> good point I never noticed that <laughs> they picked an actress they picked a little child without front teeth and so a year later that kid still <laughs> I think your milk's a little sour I love that she remembered that too. I like the way they shape the hat. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. not just falling behind him. It's just. Yep. Well, and I love that he also goes, Oh, I did say that, didn't I? Thanks for remembering. And then just heads out. Like, that's yeah. really sweet. Okay. He, the streets are clearly not distinguishable from that high. Nope. <laughs> also, again, he's just kind of up there going over the city like like we were talking about earlier in the film when Santa just kind of just flies off. So the fireproof suit clearly worked because that fire was raging in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Although the fireplace didn't expand like it did in every other hand. I like his haircut though. Yeah. A lot of Santas, they'll have like longer hair or whatever, and he's just got like this nice, perfect cut. Okay, he he tells them Charlie's in the sleigh. None of them think to look up at the roof, like once they go outside. But they, they, well, because they all think he's delusional. 
that's almost the exact same suit as the beginning. It's got all the same details, except the fur doesn't go all the way up the front. Instead, it's got two pom-poms. Hmm. All these poor kids that are just like seeing Santa stuffed in a squad car. Well, I mean, I told the story before the Santa at a mall near us dropped dead on his lunch break of a heart attack in full regalia. And like, I felt oh. bad for all the kids who saw that. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember because you were talking about Boy Meets World where the Santa had the heart attack while Morgan was on his lap. Yeah. <laughs> And as much as I don't like technology in these films, this is not mm-hmm. too much for me here. Yeah. Like I said, they kind of blend it together. Except for the sleigh. I think the sleigh is a bit much. Right. But the rest of it is pretty subtle. Like, yeah, how else are the elves, unless they can poof anywhere in the world magically, like apparently Bernard Bernard can. can. Yeah. yeah. And Curtis and the later ones can. Maybe it's a head elf thing. Mm. Curtis flies down. Oh, yeah. That's right. He does. He Good uses point. an ELFS pack, in fact. Oh, yeah. similar. Yep. Or like this. Oh, yeah, because then they, then they have to get the Tooth Fairy to bring them back up because he mm-hmm. can't poop them back. Yeah. Natale. Topo Shijo. <laughs> I love how he can't even say his name is Scott Calvin anymore. Like he just keeps giving other names for Santa Claus, except Topo Shijo, which is the mouse from, what was it, Johnny Carson? Johnny Carson, yep. Um, Where's the sleigh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a go? really good point. <laughs> that's, the, that's the last place he left it, and Charlie's just sitting up there on the roof alone? And then when they come back later, it's there again. <laughs> I love the just <laughs> subtle of him just losing it and just pouring it all down <laughs> his front as these kids fly, or elves fly by. I love this desk cop. Reading a romance donuts, reading a romance novel. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Go home, kids. We're here to bust out my dad. 
<laughs> I haven't seen anybody do that in a long time. I remember that being a thing in the 90s, to put your thumb on your nose and waggle your fingers. So it's weird. what's weirdest in the second one, uh, Principal Newman doesn't believe in Santa, even though clearly Scott's record was expunged because, like, when he comes back to town, like, he's not a wanted mm-hmm. fugitive. Or... Right, exactly. <laughs> well, and also, at the end of this film, he clearly... I mean, this is news. He kidnapped his kid. He thinks he's Santa Claus. And then he flies away in a sleigh in full view of police officers and neighbors. And yep. then, but it's kind of like... Uh, hey, excuse me. Can I get some of that tinsel? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but it's kind of like, you know what it reminds me of a little bit is Ghostbusters 2. Or at the beginning of Ghostbusters 2, everyone's like, oh yeah, you guys are just a bunch of phonies. Like, they didn't just save the world from a god a couple yeah. years earlier at the end of Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. The Santa Claus 2 does have one of my favorite Santa Claus moments ever, and he's just regular Tim Allen in the scene though where they're at the party and he gives all the teachers the gifts they loved most when they were kids i love that moment he also lost a puffball off his suit he had two puffballs on that suit now there's only one (laughs) good call i guess prison really roughed him up i guess so Oh, that tree yeah. is so simple, but it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. His eyebrows are a little distracting. A little bit. Neil. I mean, obviously, th- this is should go without saying because it's a major motion picture but the wig work is fantastic yeah like his beard and his hair do look exactly like they are his beard and his hair there's a slight place on his cheek right in this scene where you can see the lace line Uh of his beard but it's the only time you can see it too is right in that right at the edge of his mustache there on his cheek. You can see it just a little bit. But other than that, it's fantastic. You can't tell. I love how he's referring to him becoming Santa Claus as a gift, and Charlie gave it to him, and I love that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, and it's also a thing that does, we keep talking about the sequels a little bit, but it is a thing that carries over pretty well into the sequel where Charlie begins acting out and misbehaving because he's keeping like the greatest secret in the world about his dad. And he can't tell anybody that his dad is like the greatest thing in the world. And it pains him a lot. Pretty cool, huh? 
And your parents said, I never amount to anything. (laughs) (laughs) And even Neil is still like, no. (laughs) Until until he looks in his eyes. And then he's like, Santa? (laughs) Neil? <laughs> and right there in that moment, his transformation to big kid begins. Mm-hmm. Well, I love her gift is just throwing the the restraining order or yeah. whatever away. Yep. Well, in the custody papers. The custody papers. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Come see him whenever you can. What's all this hey, how you doing? Going? <laughs> well, and again, he stole Neil's sandwich. <laughs> oh, he was such a great character in this one. I hate what they did to him in the sequel. They, yeah, they really doped him up like into just a big goofball. Yeah. Like, just made him into dope. Is this one of ours? <laughs> He's sucking us into his delusions. <laughs> Neil. There you go. He teleports away. Yep. And I love you. Where'd he go? <laughs> he just runs off looking. Where'd he go? Yeah, cop cars look so different in the 90s. Well, all cars did. Yeah, all car- yeah, that's a good point. They were more, you know, boxy and everything. All of this for one dude who hasn't really even, I don't know, it's shown any violent tendencies at all. No. He's my ex-husband, and he's already gone back <laughs> up the chimney. There's a sleigh magically reappeared. Yep, it's just right there where he left it, even though it wasn't there before. <laughs> These kids, I always noticed, were elves, obviously, but throughout the movie, I didn't notice the other elves. But again, this is news, right? Like, this is all <laughs> over. No one can ever say they don't believe in Santa again after this, pretty much. No, like, exactly. I'm sorry, Charlie. That's a nice moment, too. Mm hmm. You were just denying your inner child. <laughs> Push your dad off the roof. Well, if you and I never interpreted it that way, I think it was you that pointed that out, to, that, that interpretation to me for the first time. 
I always just interpreted it as he just wants to be a family man when he grows up. Uh, yeah, that's a nicer interpretation, definitely. <laughs> I never in a, I never ever thought of it as no. I'm just gonna <laughs> make my dad stop being Santa Claus someday by shoving him off the roof. <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if uh, instead of Scott putting on the outfit when they went outside, Charlie put it on. <laughs> that would have made for an interesting movie. <laughs> Got a little eight-year-old getting overweight and growing a beard. <laughs> would he have to like grow up or would he stay a very short Santa Claus? This is the only acknowledgement in the entire movie we get that Santa Claus goes anywhere besides Chicago. <laughs> okay, it is Christmas Eve, kid. I know, right? Like He's like, I'm going to shake the ball and have Dad come back and stop delivering presents to other kids. Go on. Ah. Uh. Just a quick one. Not over any oceans. <laughs> Scott. Santa! <laughs> oh my gosh, such a great movie. I, uh, I love this movie. I needed this movie today. I needed a bit of that Christmas cheer. It's too hot. Yeah. They always make the moon so big in Christmas movies. Yeah. Because even like, if that's you remember... A uh, in Christmas Vacation, there's one scene where the moon is almost the size of the house. Yeah, that's the type of that's the type of moon you'd get a million uh, crappy Instagram posts online of people trying to yeah, take a picture exactly. with their phone. All right, I guess I can hit end on that one. We don't need to watch the credits, but yep, these are the days pre the end credits setting up a sequel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, man, that was a good time. I, you're right. I did need that today. That was nice. That was really nice. I am glad. Thank you so much for inviting me on to do that. Yeah, no problem. It was just an idea that popped into my head a few days ago. I was like, eh, why don't we do this? Where This is something we've talked about in, in the past before. And it's, uh, you know, everybody Christmas in July, everything. And make a fun little bonus episode and Probably not too many of my listeners will listen to it, but I don't care. We did it for us. <laughs> we did it for us. If, if anybody if you, else 
happens to listen, then they can get some joy out of it too. <laughs> if you ever want to cover the second one around Christmas, let me know. Yeah, we could do the second one at some point or uh, shoot, we could do any number of them. We could do uh, Santa Claus 2, Santa Claus 3, which I know you don't like, Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> the third, I still enjoy the third one. It's more of a, I wish they had leaned more into the alternate universe than... Sure, there's, the I mean, I, the third one has plenty of problems. I won't, I won't deny that. It's, it's got all kinds of weird stuff going on in terms of, like, the in-laws coming and Santa having a child. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I was never a huge fan of like that council of mythical creatures thing that they had going on, but it's still, uh, I still get a lot of like, is eh. most people complain about Martin short in that movie. I think he's a hoot, but I think Martin short is a hoot in most things that he does you right. know he's over the top he's a blast so i mean he would have been uh that movie made me think he would have been a really good snow miser in a in a uh year oh, without santa claus movie. that would have been awesome because they did do once upon a time a live action year without a santa claus and i've never seen it but everything i've ever heard about it is Ooh. that it's terrible it is awful i keep I have had that on our list for like two years now, and I keep pushing it every year, like in favor of better things. I've never even seen anywhere to watch it. I could probably find it online somewhere, but uh, what a missed opportunity if it is terrible, because John Goodman is Santa Claus. Right. Yep. <laughs> and Mother Nature is played by Carol Kane, and she's would she's perfect as Mother Nature. So. Oh, man, that's too bad. Someday I'll watch it if I feel like torturing myself but i keep again like you i saw that it existed and i was like oh i'll watch that and then i read a bunch of things that was like this is bad and i was like oh never mind i won't watch it <laughs> <sighs> yeah all right well it was good to have you buddy uh, yeah thanks for having me again glad you came glad uh thanks to everyone that maybe stuck around to the end of this and listened to it we're we're glad you listened and uh anthony plug all your stuff plug tis the podcast and all that sure um so as we've alluded to throughout this whole episode, I host a year-round pod. I co-host a year-round Christmas podcast called "Tis the Podcast," where we discuss Christmas movies and television specials uh, all year, every year. New episodes drop every Monday, and uh, we keep an ongoing list, ranking them all against one another. Yeah, and you've covered some interesting stuff. I still haven't brought myself. I've listened to pretty much all of your episodes, except I think I haven't listened to Santa's sleigh yet. I can't, I can't bring myself to listen to that one because I'm like, oh, God, Santa's sleigh. <laughs> that one, I mean, we rated that one low because it was so early on. If we did it now, we'd probably rate it a lot higher really? because we've done some crappy stuff. But Because um, it's, yeah, uh, it, I mean... For anybody that doesn't know, Santa's sleigh is a horror movie where Santa goes on like a murder spree <laughs> and sleigh right. is S-L-A-Y. <laughs> Played by a uh, professional rush- wrestler. Right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, 
but it has one of the best opening scenes <laughs> of any Christmas movie. I've actually never seen it. I, I have a hard time mixing Christmas and horror, even though uh, I am going to a Christmas in July haunted house later on today. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I probably ought to uh, hop off in this in this episode now and say mm-hmm. goodbye to everyone, and then hop off with you and start getting ready because I got a couple things to do around the house and whatnot, and it's already one in the afternoon. So, awesome! All right. Well, thank you again for having me. Yeah, and uh, later, everybody, catch you uh, next episode that Justin and I do regular, which is going to be pretty soon. And uh, Anthony, I will talk to you soon as well. Yes, talk to you soon. Yeah, later, buddy. Bye, Matt. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment in conjunction with Atomic Geekdom. Find us online at twobrokegeeks.com. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music, and the Satchel Player app for iPhone and for Android. Please subscribe to us on one of these services and leave us a review. It really helps us out. You can also help us out by following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast, following our Twitter at 2BGPod, and following us on Instagram where we are also 2BGPod. If you would like to make a donation to the podcast you can do so at patreon.com slash 2bg pod that also really helps us out find atomic geekdom online at atomicgeekdom.com and on twitter at atomic geekdom thanks it's ebenezer scrooge looking older and more wicked than ever i knew he wouldn't disappoint us Humbug. Merry Christmas! <laughs>